well, well, well. Welcome back to Am I Right, Ladies? How's it going? You know what? I just cried a little bit. So if you guys hear some sniffles, like Victoria and I shared a moment. Yes, we had a (laughs) little chit chat beforehand, like we always do. And so we're warmed up. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Oh, this is Victoria. And this is Feliciana. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Um so what's going on? What's new with you? How's how's our little sweet baby angel Penny doing? Your little puppy. My little puppy Penny. She is so good. Hopefully within the next six months, hopefully she can have a little sister or brother. We don't know. Can I please be their godparent? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um this is my dog we're talking about, guys, not like a child, by the way. I, if you ever have a child, do not make me their godparent. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of free time. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I've been, like, walking in, like, nature outdoors. Like, very so out of skinny. character for me. Okay. Um, How's the nature thing going? Like, are you, do you have allergies to the pollen? Because I know it's a lot of people have allergies. And that's well, just the air quality is, like, shit right now. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think everybody has allergies. But, like, I just hate bugs. I hate They're bugs. They're disgusting. I hate bugs. But, like, so my ick this week is, have you, okay, butterflies are really pretty, right? Yeah, but they're menaces to the insect world. Well, I just think, like, if you've ever, like, seen a butterfly up close, it's, like, disgusting. Like, like the wings, okay, but, like. Like, the actual body of the butterfly, if mm-hmm. you ever see it, it's so creepy and so icky, and I hate it, and, like, I don't want it near me. I just hate insects in general, and I don't care if they have pretty, pretty colors on it or anything. I don't do that. Okay. No, I respect that. Yeah. I mean, butterflies just scare me. They're just, like, giant ants with wings. I mean, ants are terrifying. Yeah. They're so strong. Could yeah. you imagine if they were our size? Ew. We'd be ew, dead. Ew, ew, ew. We'd literally be dead. Yeah. Mm. Um, my ick this week. <laughs> so I was going to get my nails done and my nail lady is inside of a barbershop because her fiance um, owns the barbershop and then she has like her little nail salon on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I was walking in and there are some fine men in there. Like mm-hmm. I love some eye candy, you know? Yeah. I'm a single lady. I can look all I want. And I saw this one guy and I was like, oh, he's cute. But then I saw that he sat down in the chair and the barber had to like, you know, there's that little pebble. Please don't sneeze. No, I'm not sneezing. I'm just preparing for what you have to say. Oh my God. <laughs> no, there's like that little foot pump. Yeah. The barber had to put the foot <laughs> pump so he could see him in the mirror properly. <laughs> I could see how that's like really icky to watch. I'm like, I just like look at it at him and I just like looked away and ran away I was like I don't want to look anymore like that was icky Ew. (laughs) like you're telling me your body isn't long enough for the chair to just be where it's at yeah like the barber has to like lift you up yeah now it'd be sexy if he had to like lower you because you're just so tall (laughs) like watching a man like okay (laughs) get pumped up (laughs) And you know, because he's not tall enough. Oh my god! <laughs> so that's my. Oh my god! 
god that's so funny actually that is really icky i never thought that's about disgusting. that i never watched my man get his hair cut so. well don't go and get your <laughs> now watch. i know yeah don't ask him either no, <laughs> no, do no i don't want to know i'm gonna ask him though i'm, gonna be, I'm literally <laughs> gonna be like ew <laughs> so we were talking last well, week yeah about like shows and movies that like really shaped who we are yeah and how we like saw life when we were children yeah so that's what we're gonna talk about today mm-hmm. i think you should go first because i think you have the more relevant timeline i guess so. you know what i'm saying <laughs> okay hair flip um <clears throat> well we were specifically talking about like the princess diaries last mm-hmm. week and like love that show that movies. movie really shaped me mm-hmm. i feel like because of the foot pop the foot pop you know when you're supposed to have your first kiss and your foot pops oh my god i forgot about that yes oh my gosh well <laughs> well yeah because like well okay like i feel like every little girl like wants to have her little princess diaries moment mm-hmm. where she's like finds out she's a princess or whatever but like for me like i don't know because the main character her name's mia mm-hmm. i think i'm pretty sure thermopolis thermopolis rinaldi princess of yes <laughs> princess of genovia <laughs> and like i was like obsessed with the books too like they had books and so i was obsessed when the movie came out mm-hmm. and like i just see this girl with like frizzy hair and glasses which is pretty much what i looked like in like middle school you and still look like that. <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> At least you have eyebrows now. No, I don't. I have to draw them on. No, but they're beautiful when you do put them on. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, anyway. And like in middle school, like I saw this movie and I'm like, she transforms from like this girl with like frizzy hair and glasses and bushy eyebrows, whatever, to like this beautiful princess with straight hair, like no glasses, perfectly groomed, like everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I just want to like, you know, I want to have my princessary moment. And like, not saying that movie specifically influenced me to like want to straighten my hair mm-hmm. and get contacts in eighth grade, but that was definitely mm-hmm. like solidified the ideas that you know the beauty standard was to look like that right so that movie really did have a big impact on me like that's definitely Mm. a core memory for me watching them for the first time and reading the books obviously i never read the books until you mentioned it last week i didn't even know the books existed yeah there's like a whole series well i know that they're they might be potentially filming the third or they're getting the script ready for the third one i heard about that and julie andrews agreed to be in it if there was one and i'm just like i wouldn't want anything different yeah can't have a princess diary without julie andrews julia andrews is iconic yeah (laughs) do you have any other movies that changed and shaped who you are yeah i have a few yeah yeah yeah. i mean i love movies so i just grew up watching a lot of movies like of course the lion king we can't mention like i can't even i feel like the lion king is just like such a important movie for so many people because Mm -hmm. like watching Mufasa or not Mufasa Mufasa? I don't know I didn't really like the Lion King really yeah it was kind of scary when the one king the one lion dies at the beginning I kind of like screamed and ran out of the room and didn't ever come back in well watching Mufasa spoiler (laughs) alert 
watching Mufasa die. Spoiler from 95 to 96 <laughs> when it came out. If y'all it was actually 1997. Okay. Well, that was close enough. But, like, watching Mufasa die was, like, one of my first experiences with death. <laughs> oh. Got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I cried when he died. And, like, I was, like, not understanding, like, why he died and everything. So. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. I just and I love that movie. They have I had Lion King, Lion King one and a half, Lion King two. I don't know if there's Lion King three, but if there was, I probably had that too. And yes, there was a Lion King one and a half. Like that's an actual movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I was obsessed. Speaking okay. of like death, this. <laughs> speaking of death. Well, speaking of death, the Selena movie. Yeah. Like, have you seen that? I've never seen it. But you know who Selena is. I may be an uncultured white person, but I know who Selena is. (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, Selena is a movie, a staple in... Didn't J-Lo play her? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Selena Quintanilla. We're not talking about Selena Gomez. Selena Quintanilla, she was murdered by Mm -hmm. the president of her fan club. I remember listening to a murder podcast about this. And isn't she, like, the most hated woman in all of, like, prisons? Like, yes. she has to be in solitary confinement because people just want to murder her. Like, yeah. everyone wants to She's murder her. She's actually eligible for parole in 2025. Oh, well, and she people, better hide. Oh, I hope not. Because, like, people are praying for her release because they're literally gangs making bets, like, or... Well, I mean, I don't want her to hide. Like, if you murder someone like that, like, someone who's so iconic and beautiful and pure-hearted, like, I want you to be hurt. But, like, for her own good, (laughs) she needs to hide. She doesn't deserve good. She doesn't deserve good. She needs to – well, I guess she's been facing the consequences of her actions for a very long time. But, like, you know Mm. what you get. Does prison actually make you face the consequences? Does it actually <laughs> rehabilitate you? Because that's another episode in and of itself. But yeah, Yolanda, she literally has like gangs like betting money as to like who's gonna get her first. Ooh, got some tea. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but yeah, Yolanda, everybody hates you. So yeah, no one likes you. But that movie, literally, the first time I watched it, like, it's definitely, like, a rite of passage as a Mexican-American, like, to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I definitely cry tears when I, like, I was, I watched that movie not knowing the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! And when I saw that happen, I was just shocked. I cried for the first time watching it. I was a child, by the way. I cried. And then I didn't realize, like, wait, this is, like, a real person. And, like, they played the clips at the end of the movie of her in real life, like, singing mm. and, like, on stage and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, oh, my God. Like, this is a real – like, this really happened? Like, I was just, like, very young and I had, like, no concept of, like, things like that. So You had no concept of time and knowing that this was, like, a real person that actually died. Like, Yeah, and honestly, yeah. for the longest time, I thought J-Lo was Selena when I was very young. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, like, it was actually her in the movie for mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute to, like, put two and two together. I was very slow. But, yeah. No, but you were a child. Like, yeah. sometimes you need to, like, learn that what's on the TV isn't real, real and isn't happening right then and there. You yeah. Know? But then, like, when my mom had explained to me, like, yes, it's real, but, like, not real. 
yeah but like a really happen it's like a reenactment yeah i was just i was in tears <laughs> that movie definitely shaped me oh my gosh well for movies that shaped me i was thinking about it and one so there's a few that kind of stuck out the first one was Pippi Longstockings, the oh, animated version. I remember that. So good. Um, I think it kind of shaped me. Like, I just remember, like, loving it because she did whatever she wanted. She had a voice. She used her voice, you know. Like, she definitely needed to work on her, like, politeness. Like, there's that <laughs> one time that she goes to tea and eats all of the cherry cake, you know, when yeah. she's at tea. Um, but, like... I think I got my sassiness from Pippi Longstocking of my way to, like, talk back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I'm talking to my mom because I'm not a huge movie person. And, like, after we had had this conversation of, like, what we wanted to talk about, I, like, texted my mom. I was, like, mom, like, what movies had an impact on me? And I mentioned Pippi Longstockings. And she was, like, uh-uh, that's not a good movie. That made you such a naughty little girl. And I'm thinking about it. I'm, like, I was a perfect child. I think what you had a problem with was the fact that I would start talking back to you. <laughs> and so that really, like, shaped who I was. Um, Pippi Longstockings, in short, was a story about her mom had died. We never meet the mom, but her dad gets lost at sea. She's waiting for her dad to come back, and she ends up being at her home in Villa Villa Coola, um, living her best life with her horse and her monkey and has to fight off these two robbers that find out that, like, she's living alone because this horrible, ugly lady, like, snitches on her. And snitches get stitches. Anyway, her dad dad ends up coming home, saves the day. She doesn't have to go to an orphanage. But she had a mind of her own. She was a free spirit. And I loved it. I love that. Then my mom was, like, mentioning other movies that I had watched when I was a child. And I watched a lot of Shirley Temple movies. Now, mind you, there's some problematic things with Shirley Temple movies. <laughs> like, for example... The Little Colonel. Like, there's a lot of creating caricatures of black people in these movies. That's Hollywood. That was Hollywood at that point in time. Um, So it's very problematic. However, I was watching these movies because Shirley Temple was known to be a really good little child actress. She was super talented, especially when it came to tap dancing Mm. and, like singing yeah and she had those really like signature curls right well almost all of her movies were based around her being an orphan or being kidnapped or like her parents being like missing like in one of the movies uh my little princess or something like that her dad was like lost out at war and they thought he had died And so she was, like, stuck at this orphanage. Like, she was stuck being this, like, little maid at the orphanage. And, like, my mom had me watch all these movies. And I thought, like, I would end up being an orphan or kidnapped. (laughs) And to top it all off, my mom would tell me bedtime stories of little children getting kidnapped or, like, killed by people, like, like kidnappers you know what i'm saying (laughs) 
And so, like, I legit would watch these movies and then I'd go to bed hearing stories about these real children being kidnapped and murdered and what would happen to them, like, right before they got murdered. And I'm, like, going to bed, like, this is going to happen to me. And so I have this, like, fear of stranger danger. And, like, I have this trauma of, like, everyone's a scary person until you get to know them and you trust them again. And it's just kind of funny because I have this, like... <laughs> horrible fear of strangers i was talking to my mom about it i was like why did you traumatize me like that i was just a i was just a little child and she's like well people kept telling me that you needed to be warned about stranger danger i'm like well you got the point across ma'am that's one way to do that that's one way to do it (laughs) but i do kind of want to talk about shirley temple because she was one of the biggest hollywood stars in history yeah let's be real so she was born in, on April 23rd, 1928 in Santa Monica, California. She's a Taurus. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so she became an actress, singer, dancer, and then eventually later in life she becomes a diplomat, which is like, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, who would have known? And so she really gained a lot of fame as a child star during the 1930s and became a cultural icon because of her charm, talent, and infectious personality. And her movies really became super popular during the Great Depression because at this point people were going to the movie theaters to kind of get away from Mm -hmm. the Great Depression. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... She So it's interesting because I watched a biography with all these different people that were interviewed about her that had worked with her. And they said that she was just this kind little girl that like really her mom like really kept her down to earth. And <clears throat> the person I have a lot of respect with and really held her ground is her mom. Mm-hmm. Her mom's name was Gertrude. That's a very um interesting name. Yeah. But her name was Gertrude, and at one point, like in 1934, Shirley Temple filmed eight movies. That's a lot of movies. A lot of movies. Do you want to bet how much money she was making per week at that point in time? How much? Two. Or uh, she was making she was making a hundred and fifty dollars per week. That's like nothing. That was her salary. I don't know how much that is in, like, these days, but... Um, I don't know how much that is in these days. However, her mom was able to, like... She was a force to be reckoned with. I watched a lot of interviews with people that were, like, she was a scary lady. Like, she held her ground, and she really made sure that she was... Wherever Shirley Temple was, like, in the studio, you would frighten Gertrude. Because she's like, I'm not going to let anyone violate my daughter. I'm not going to let anyone, like, take advantage of her. Like, there was, like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And no one, like, main producers in Hollywood wouldn't even mess with her. Because I have heard of, like, men being, like, really creepy around her. Yeah. So her mom was able to get her to $1,000 per week. Damn. And in 19... So, obviously, we don't – I had to look this up. Mm-hmm. But in today's money, that's $22,812 per week. Okay, Shirley. Okay, Shirley. So, that's $1.18 million a year, which I feel like in Hollywood today, that's not great. Mm-hmm. But considering, like, how much stuff was valued back then, that's pretty good. Also, you got to remember that the studios back then were paying – 
for like everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They were paying for her car service. They were paying for her security They because mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure their investment was safe. You know, yeah. they were paying for so much so that she was getting her salary, but also they were paying for her life in general. Mm-hmm. And then her mom was able to receive um, $250 per week as her tutor and advisor, which was pretty good. Yeah. And that's $5,703 per week in today's money. And that's roughly $300,000 a year. A little bit less, but I'm, I just rounded up. And amazing. Like, I think I just kind of wanted to talk about that because it just really goes to show, like, People may talk like a lot of crap about you, about yeah. being a strong, independent woman, but you have to be, especially in such a world such as like Hollywood like that, you oh, know? Yeah. And like her mom really looked out for her. Yeah. And I, I mean, a that. child so vulnerable like that, being around like a bunch of powerful men with mm-hmm. money that think they could do whatever they want. Yeah. And apparently her mom also really kept her down to earth. For example, like she was super close with her um, stand-in and um, like this one little boy, this one man, this adult grown man talked about how he had, was invited to her birthday party one year and he was embarrassed because all he could afford to give her was like a little handkerchief mm-hmm. and his mom was like, no, don't worry about it. Like people are gifting her these huge presents. Yeah. Like she's receiving all these presents, but she's probably not even going to see them because like there's too many presents they're just going to be donated and it turns out most of them were donated but apparently she was just like this kind and apparently she was super empathetic too she was just super kind super empathetic and like she didn't let it go to her head and i really respect that and her mom didn't let it happen that's the main thing Mm -hmm. um but finally she later in life um she went into politics, and she became a diplomat. She served as a United States delegate to the United Nations from 1969 to 1974. And then she was appointed as the United States ambassador to Ghana in 1974 and later served as the chief of protocol of the United States from 1976 to 1977. Um, And unfortunately, she died on February 10th, 2014, at the age of 85. Wow, what a life lived what a life i have a lot of respect for it yeah you know like obviously i don't have a lot of respect for hollywood and what they had in those movies that she was in but she was a child and didn't really get a troy you know what i'm saying like yeah I mean, that wasn't her doing you know yeah um but i'm like really proud of both her and her mom yeah because especially her mom gertrude i mean to protect your child in such like a industry such as a hollywood like that's mm-hmm. that's respectable that's really respectable mm-hmm. and she was the trailblazer for that you know what i'm saying it's yeah. not like she had anyone else to really look up to at that point yeah hmm. i respect it i respect it too so in a world full of i don't know what be a gertrude be gertrude yeah. i love that i love that any other movies that really changed your life I mean, I just love, like, rom-coms, like, the classic, like, 2000s rom-coms. And I don't care how corny or cheesy, like, the storylines are. I just, like, I just think they're so cute. Like, 13 going on 30. I've never seen it. Anyway. (laughs) 
13 going on 30 was probably like my favorite rom-com to ever exist i just Mm. love like basically the storyline is like a 13 year old like wishes she was 30 and overnight she becomes 30 years old okay i know that storyline yeah 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 and it's played by jennifer garner and mark ruffalo young mark ruffalo um (laughs) i just obsessed like and like now that like you know i'm creeping up on my 30s within the next few years and stop talking i'm closer to 30 i'm just like why am i not 30 40 and thriving but i just i just love like being put in this little fantasy world or like everything goes your way and i just think it's so cute you know i feel like this is kind of like an not an ick but you know like um 10 things i hate about you and um she's the man yeah and movies like that yeah i love those movies however really got me in the mindset that i would find the love of my life early in life (laughs) (laughs) like i really thought yeah and then like did you ever watch don john no actually um it's the one with scarlett johansson and joseph gordon levitt i think i've seen previews yeah well basically he's an f boy and Mm -hmm. he's obsessed with the corn industry and like he has to jerk off to that every night and watch multiple hours he's a he's essentially an addict right Mm -hmm. and he's an addict of hooking up with girls at bars but in the opening like in the beginning of the movie when he sees scarlett johansson he like has this moment where the club lights just hit her just right and she's in this beautiful (laughs) red dress and she's just so sexy and like it's just like a slow motion moment you know yeah i really thought at the age of 19 (laughs) that that would be me at some point in a club and i'd find a man to ask me out and be my boyfriend and it's just like that's not how clubs work sweetie like i didn't know that though (laughs) like the spotlight would just hit you just right like you thought that you would be like that girl at the concert that makes like direct eye contact with the band member Mm -hmm. and like somehow he like falls in love with you yeah (laughs) Okay, I wasn't delusional enough to think that would happen, but I was delusional enough to think that some man would fall in love with me at the club. (laughs) Oh, no. But I didn't understand that, like, hookup culture or, like, the club culture at all. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my lord. Uh... (laughs) I just... I don't know i i do think it is a weird thing to like aspire to like have someone like fall in love with you like that like that's my like that's not like the only life goal and i think oh my god no like like yeah but i don't think that's a good lesson for little girls but i don't think it's wrong to like you know like want that want so. to find have that moment and find yeah. someone but going back to princess diaries mm-hmm. do you remember when she stepped in Princess Diaries 2, when she steps into her closet. Yes. And all the jewelry, like, the sound, it's like, of all of her jewels opening. Yes, I do remember that. I want a bedroom, like her little bedroom suite, and a closet like that. I'm not, 
like I don't want that to be like my dream home like I don't want a studio apartment like that I just want like cute apartment and then I have like a nice little suite en suite (laughs) in my bedroom (laughs) maybe when you become the princess of Genovia oh yeah I'll be princess of Genovia in no time (laughs) bam yeah wow how long have we been going 30 minutes wow this is such a good episode yeah um well well i'm sure there's like a lot of movies i mean at least for me i know that you're not really a movie watching person i feel so attacked right now well you're not but like that's okay that's okay like i just have a lot of free time (laughs) stop but i love movies and I just like being like, you know, taken out of reality for a second to like watch a movie sometimes. So it's nice. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Yeah. Share this podcast with a friend. Yeah. Like there's that cute little share button. Post us on your story and tag us. We will post you. And you know what? We don't follow anyone but you and I. If you post us or repost us or share anything, we will follow you back. (laughs) Both on our Ooh. main accounts and on our. Ooh, you'll get right a follow ladies. from us. <laughs> you know what? You never know. <laughs> you know what? I'll still follow back. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye.